Glory to Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In hearing in the hymns, and then there at the dismissal about Leo, Pope of Rome, uh, it may lead you to scratch your head since we are in an Orthodox church. And what uh, commemoration do we have for a Pope of Rome? There is uh, within the church a great devotion uh, to Leo. The fact that he is called Leo the Great, uh, and as reflected in the hymnody and the obvious history of the church, the first millennia of the church, uh, there was, well, there was always, uh, I'll say, little bits of fighting and infighting here and there, as humans are what we do, but it was one united church. And the devotion uh, to Leo uh, is for many things. Uh, one of the things from the life of Leo that we know, uh, it was Leo who went out from Rome when Attila the Hun was coming, uh, bringing all sorts of chaos and death, and it, we are told that Leo went out in his Episcopal garments to meet Attila and to tell him to please go away. Uh, it is Leo in, this is, I don't know, I saw it in one of the hymns. It wasn't one of the hymns that we sung tonight, but uh, Leo, we associate Leo with lion for a reason, right? Leo is Latin, lion. Uh, that there is within Leo a strength that in the face, I would say, of certain death, uh, these marauders from very far away who have been bringing all sorts of death. He goes out not only just in all Episcopal garments to say, I am the father of this city, uh, please go away now. Uh, part of the story is that it wasn't just Leo and all of his vestments, but that Peter and Paul were beside him with swords. So uh, that's part of the story of Leo standing up to Attila. Uh, the Huns go away. They do not destroy Rome. There is, with Leo as well, uh, we know him and uh, venerate him through his theological acumen. Uh, we know from, uh, we heard in the hymnody about Nestorius and Eutyches that he wrote, uh, especially what we call the Tome of Leo, that was part of what helped uh, settle the Fourth Ecumenical Council of Chalcedon that it is uh, in reading Leo that we come to understand our Lord better. Uh, his, if I'm remembering the name, it's, it's Nativity or Advent sermons are very enlightening as we have many of his epistles as well. Uh, it is with, uh, throughout the West in the first uh, few centuries, if you were to read the lives of the saints, and it is St. John Maximovich who talks about that just being from the West or having uh, Latin background should not be of any uh, degradation of holiness. Uh, this is why throughout the calendar for us, even though there was the schism uh, after the first millennium, that we still commemorate and remember and have all the saints of, for many of us, our ancestral lands as opposed to further east into Europe. Uh, there is, if you were to read the life of St. Benedict and think about, of course, the Desert Fathers, uh, 
Uh, you're going to find Benedict rhyming. You're going to find the life of St. Martin of Tours uh, rhyming very well. And it is for many centuries, some saints that we may not know as well uh, in our calendar, but uh, there's been much work that has been done in Orthodox circles to uh, increase the veneration and to be able to know uh, the fathers of early Spain or Gaul of France, uh, and then, of course, up into the Celtic lands and even into the Germanic tribes. There is uh, a need, as Father George Florovsky this past century said, for us to know the Western, the Latin fathers and the Greek fathers, uh, to know uh, their lives and their teachings, uh, because the church has always been one. I would add just an addendum to this in honor of Archbishop Alexander, Latin, Greek, and then Syriac uh, fathers, the further Eastern fathers. As we're going all, all the way to the West, let's go back further to the east, that there is within all of these a wisdom that we need, uh, that we can uh, draw upon, and that there is no confusion uh, when we commemorate a Pope of Rome, that uh, this was an understanding in the first millennia, that the Pope was a leader among equals. This isn't even reflected in our hymn tonight, that there's a leader uh, we, as Orthodox, have no problem with the Pope of Rome understanding him as first among equals. It is when that develops after the first millennia that Orthodoxy starts saying, and all the bishops and uh, patriarchs are saying, hold on, wait a second, slow down, we're not in agreement with this. Uh, this is why you will hear commemorations of popes. Uh, it's also the fact that Pope means dad, right? Father. There's the Pope of Alexandria. Uh, there is, with this, a great reverence for the ancient see of Rome, uh, and that we should uh, not take lightly the see of Rome. Uh, that doesn't mean there's not space for criticism, as there has been for millennia now, uh, but that there is a need the, uh, to understand and venerate it as an apostolic see. Uh, Leo showing between, uh, before Attila with Peter and Paul, uh, we know that Peter and Paul had a great love for the Roman church. So let us uh, commemorate uh, Leo, whom we also have a Leo here named, it's your namesake uh, today, starting tonight, uh, who was a great luminary, a great teacher, a great leader of the church, uh, who was instrumental in the Fourth Ecumenical Council, and as uh, we sung in our hymn, a sun from the west that shone on all of us. May we have his prayers in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.